HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Q Drinks, carbonated mixers made for your cocktail. Visit their website at qdrinks.com. That's Q, the letter, drinks.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My co-host, Southern Teague, is out of the country. He's in Mexico right now. Having fun in Yucatan Peninsula. Uh, have fun down there, buddy. Uh, and in his place today, I have a good buddy of mine uh, here in the studio. You've been on the show a couple times. Once, I, I think just just once. Just once, but yeah. I, I just come for the pizza. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You've been here. You've been here many times, but like you've officially been on the show once. Mm. So, welcome back to the show, Jan Warren. Hello, world. Hello, world. Hello, wide, wide world. world. <laughs> the wide, wide world of speakeasy. <laughs> you've had too much pizza, dude. Uh, You're cut off. <laughs> you, it's a lifetime problem. It really is. It's not. I'm not kidding. Yeah, well, dude. I mean, it's, it's hard not to when you're out here. You know, Robertus. You, you guys can't see this, but my stomach is looking super soft today. My, Dude, my gut. Well, you're wearing all like dark denim. You're dressed like me today. I know. And uh, you know what? That's people are like, "Dude, you're really slim." And I'm like, "Nope, just wear dark <laughs> denim. It's very slimming." It's it's been my trick for years. I wish it worked. I actually weigh about four fifty. Four forty five. I've been I've been eating salad. That's lately. that's just for the record, people. That's grams. Yeah, he weighs about a pound. <laughs> four fifty four, I think, is the actual four fifty four is a good number. It's, it's a good engine. No, that's a pound. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I is. know that from um, uh, sometimes when we uh, make syrups and stuff, we have to just measure stuff very exactly. So that's the only reason I know that. You measure way <clears throat> <laughs> way. Just like to eyeball things, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eyeballs are good, but I'm you know post forty, so they don't work as well as they used to. I'm thinking about the laser. Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, once I get some, once I get some sweet health insurance. Yeah, I'm, I just have a, I have issues with like lasers, like willfully letting lasers shoot into my eyeball. Well, I figure you let them do one eye, right? Yeah, sure. Because if they fuck that one up, you still have the other one. 
right? But then don't you walk around in circles? How does that work? Well, well, they do one <laughs> and it's perfect, right? And then, or, or it's fucked up, one of the two. But if it's perfect, you know that it worked, right? And your vision in that eye is better. So, in, you know, I would say right now I'm probably like 30-30 or 30-odd six or... <laughs> or 300 Winchester. I don't know. I forget. But but my eyes are, you know, far, far away is kind of bad, which is why if you've ever walked into a bar I was working at and I didn't wave to you, it's because I just didn't know who you were until you got within about seven feet. That's why we got cilantro juleps instead of mint juleps. That, that also happens. That's why I've never worked in a bar that had cilantro because I wouldn't make that error too. But um, I think you let them do one eye and if they don't fuck that one up, you go get the other one done. I guess so. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's... See, I just wear glasses, but I don't have a very... I don't... My, I have good, pretty good eyesight, but the reason why I wear glasses, two reasons. Uh, it, working in the dark, I get eye strain. Uh-huh. That makes sense. So having a very light prescription helps out. Secondly, I've got eye protection for that splashback when you don't pack your tins well enough and you're shaking it comes apart. Or or even worse, if you're cracking ice with a spoon, cracking ice. you get a shard right in there. Then you're just done. Mm. Yeah, I get it. I mean, for me personally... Um, I, I think that that it's really about recognizing guests is, is the thing that I, I, I want to do. Yeah, in, in, in a better way. But the glasses for me, I have a very big head. You have kind of a Swedish head, which is long but sort of thin. Swedish or sweet-ish? Well, both. I think oh, both thanks. both work. <laughs> <laughs> and I have sort of a Norwegian head, which is kind of a square, big, block, massive, <clears throat> like kind of like those Olmec stone heads where Southern is right now. These kind of just square, uh, substantial things. So eyeglasses, even your frames, which are, look big on you, guaranteed look very small on me. Put them on. Yeah, I will. It's going to be sad. It's, it's don't also, stretch them out. Well, they, look at this. This is where those go on my head. <laughs> they don't even get to the side. No, they, they, you see, you see you, that? Do it. I don't, oh, man. See? You look like uh, Leo Roach. Or, not, wait, uh, Walter Sochek. Well, yeah, there we go. That's, there we go. <laughs> you know, it's it's very funny. I've been looking at myself a lot lately, and <clears throat> and and really feeling like John Goodman. I mean, I mean, listen, I'm not quite as big as John Goodman, but I do have that kind you of. You mean like that, as, as far as fame or size? Oh, fame, fame. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think I think people know you pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would say that it's it's very a, a minor league bartending career is. Basically now equal to being on one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. I don't know if it's true, but it doesn't matter. I think because we're also in a place where if people say things, they become true and valid. So I've heard people say that a minor league bartending career is as important as being on a, a great sitcom. I've heard people say it. People yeah. are saying it. So I don't want to go against what people are saying. I've, I've heard that one time <clears throat> when you were behind the bar, you. And now, this is a rumor, probably, I don't know, but, uh, you know, it was in the press. One time, you bit the head off of a chicken and threw it into an audience? That was, a, I was doing a pop-up in Haiti. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, voodoo is a serious religion down there, and it is it's a pretty impressive, and I don't want to insult anyone who does it, so I'm actually going to stop that joke. <laughs> yeah, let's right. just stop right yeah. there. <laughs> um, because, actually, I, I was in Haiti, and, you know, our, our kind of concept of voodoo is really kind of jokey here, really disrespectful, really, jokey. really, really screwed up. But for, for people down there, it's like, it's why they're free. Mm-hmm. Like they really believe in the power of voodoo. And even if it just gave people the inner strength to fight against what they had to fight against in, in the early 1800s and good, good for it. I, I don't, I don't <clears throat> for me, it's very hard. I wouldn't, I don't really believe in Christianity or any of that stuff. So I think it's, it's, it's super cool that, uh, 
to be able to experience the, the reality of religion for another person. It was really, really cool. Yeah. And, and voodoo is a real thing for people. So Absolutely, man. You know, um, it's I, actually... Fact, go. Well it's, well, it's actually one of the reasons why I'm glad to have you on the show today because you... You know, a lot of us in the, the industry, we, we get fortunate enough to... Uh, we are fortunate enough to get to travel around uh, oh, yeah. the country, the world, to go check out different distilleries and think, like do branded things like that. But you get to travel around and when you do... The voodoo that you do. Uh, it's uh, very good. Sorry. That's, that's a nice circle. That's called, by the way, that's called the art of the conversational circle, where you bring it right back around. And that was beautifully done. This is a master. Just <laughs> you guys should know. Well, when you when you uh, are on these trips, uh, you typically you make it a point to get to visit not only like you know you're going on distillery tours, doing guest bartending and stuff like that, speaking to different crowds. So you get to go to you have a lot of relationships with different uh, wineries and breweries and, and chefs and, and restaurants around the world. Yeah, and, I, and I not think, only that, you get to go. You always make it a point to check out like the deep local stuff, and I think well, that's really impressive. We don't get to do that a lot. Well, uh, when yeah. you go on a strictly branded thing, and I've been on these things, you're generally beholden to the people that have paid for your plane ticket, mm-hmm. which is as it should be. And it's not sure. an insult to any, any, any way of doing this. It's, it's as it should be. If I buy you a plane ticket, you know, I expect you to be doing what I want you to do for the week that we're together. So on the strictly branded things, a lot of times your time really does belong to somebody else. And, and that can be great. And it's been great. And I've, I've done that stuff and I'm, I'm very appreciative of, of those opportunities. They're, they're wonderful. Um, <clears throat> I do a lot of my own travel. And a lot of times if I do do bartending travel, I try to add in a couple extra days because I think it's the opportunity that we have to learn from other cultures and learn to appreciate other cultures and, and, and really to put into perspective, you know, I think it's very easy in New York City to feel like it's the center of the world and everything we do is the best. Mm. And then when you travel around, you really get to go, ew, ew. <laughs> You guys are very good at this here. Yeah. You know, one of the things like, you know, I'm going on uh, with Brooklyn Gin. I'm going on kind of a, a Nordic swing through a couple cities and a few cities and, and, and really looking forward to it. But there is, for me anyway, you know, I've been to a lot of these places. I've seen these guys bartend. They're as good as any of us. I mean, there's no. But you've also cultivated a relationship with them from previous trips. So oh, it's like now it's yeah. like this is going to be a very enriched trip that you're about to go on. Big to. time. I mean, I have. And every time it gets more and more. I mean, that's a, that's a real. That, those relationships obviously are part of the kind of internationality of bartending now. But New York is a special place wherein a lot of the guys that are from overseas come here to visit. And I've been like, I, for, I'm from here. Right? I was born someplace else. I, my parents moved here in, like, 1980. My dad's from the Bronx. My mom's from the Midwest. So I was – anyway, that's a messy story. But I really I really grew up here. And, and I love this city. And when people do visit here, <clears throat> I make it a point to take people to the places that remind me of the city that I love. And, and you know, I don't want to say that a lot of that's gone or, 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 or be sad about, you know, I can't buy – Angel Dust at a switchblade yeah. on 42nd Street anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I no, mean, we do miss that, though. I mean, the switchblade part. I don't miss Angel Dust. <laughs> uh, I've smelled it too many times. I've never <laughs> smoked it myself, but I've smelled it. smells bad. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys know that. I mean, but Angel Shear. Angel Shear is an excellent bar. It's different than Angel Dust, but we're going to open a place. <laughs> Me and Damon are working on a concept called Angel Dust. So uh, dehydrated powdered cocktails. It's going to be on the corner of 116th and, uh, and, and, and Lex. Yeah. 
and 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 that's a pretty inside New York joke about Angel Dust that like three guys listen. You know, nobody's going to get that joke, actually. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, I think you owe it to yourself. If you get to travel around as much as a lot of us do, you you really do owe it to yourself to explore as much of those cultures as you possibly can, mm-hmm. right? And that's the food. That's, that's the place where people get coffee in the morning. You know, don't, in my advice to people getting to take trips would be, don't party till five thirty in the morning and wake up at yeah. seven seven or, or you know wake up at, at at two p.m. You know, be part of life in the place that you go to, and that that is really important. Well, I, I think it's I think it's a lot easier when you. I mean, I've noticed a change in like branded trips, uh, given <laughs> given what you just said. Like, the, you know, obviously it is like there's partying happening on these trips, but you know. If you're, you don't want to be that asshole. Like, like last year, I got to go to uh, with uh, Rum Jam and Clement, and then so I got to go to uh, Martinique and, and Guadeloupe. And there's, you know, as much tea punch and, and rum you want to <clears> drink, <throat> man. Uh, but at the same time, it's like we had early days to go visit distilleries, and it was like, you know what, we started early and we kind of like eased through the day. Yeah, I think and that was perfect. You I, know? I think that sounds like a very Caribbean mode yeah where you kind of just like slow it down you're probably drinking by 4 p.m right noon yeah but you know it's 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 that slow the caribbean is is great that way because it is that slow ease into everything yeah and 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 that's that's very unique to the caribbean but i think that you know also people are getting smarter about how they treat themselves in this business which is really nice to see i've seen over the past couple years a lot of guys stop drinking altogether a lot of guys cut down a lot you know people are aging into responsibility and i think the cocktail game is aging into look i know it's been around for a long time but really the kind of renaissance we've seen is like you know late 90s to to now really yeah um and and you know the the inevitable part of this being now 17 or 20 years old this kind of new wave of of excellence in, in the cocktail world um a lot of the guys are getting older now and by the time you're like 35 you know hopefully younger for some of you (laughs) You, you realize that, like, getting, you know, blackout drunk three nights a week is not really a sustainable lifestyle or a healthy lifestyle for for anything. I mean, you know, life is really ultimately about kind of growth, which goes back to this, this travel thing. And and you owe yourself the opportunity to grow in the in the healthiest way you can. Yeah. And it's great to see that. I mean, it's it, it really is. It really is. I don't know why I went on that tangent. It's very tangential. I, it was great, man. I'm sorry. No, it's perfect, man. <laughs> Actually, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue talking with Jane Warren about. I, I think we're talking about growth, man. Yeah, it's talking yeah, about growth, personal growth in the cocktail world. I love it. All right, back in a moment. <laughs> Understanding when you are awake. Can't use my heart to think away the time. Hi, I'm Jordan Silbert, founder and CEO of Q Drinks. And we're proud to support the Speakeasy. At Q Drinks, we make spectacular carbonated mixers crafted to mix with your favorite spirits. Based right here in Brooklyn, we're available nationally in six flavors, including Q Tonic Water for spectacular gin and tonics and Q Ginger Beer for spectacular Moscow mules. I started the company after a night in my backyard with good gin, really good friends, and lousy tonic water. I realized the world needed better mixers, so I made them. Q-Drinks uses real ingredients, a lot less sugar, and a lot more carbonation. The result? 
Clean, crisp, spectacular beverages that bring out the best in your favorite spirits. Using Q Drinks, it's easy to create terrific drinks with just two pours. One to two ounces of your favorite spirit and three to four ounces of Q poured over ice in a highball glass. It's simple and spectacular. Q Drinks. Make your drink spectacular. And we are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. In the studio today, I've got my buddy Jan Warren. We were just talking about growth, personal, personal growth. growth in the industry. <laughs> and I think it's a, it's a topic that we have touched on quite a bit lately. You know, talking with, uh, I think most recently was uh, Jack McGarry of Dead Rabbit, mm-hmm. talking about how he stopped drinking. How long, because you, you haven't, you've stopped drinking quite a while back. You right? know, so... My, my kind of bartending path is a little... I haven't been doing it solidly for the last 15 years. I did it about 15, 15 17 years ago, like, as kind of a crummy... Uh, like, crummy places, you know? Yeah. And then I got into cooking, and, and, and through cooking, really... You know, if you're cooking at a, at a reasonably high level in, in New York City, you get to use the best ingredients. I mean, you just have such a beautiful opportunity here to, to use great stuff, right? So if you go back to bartending from that... You're not making Zemkov and cranberry from a gun without feeling miserable. Right. So, you know, I, I, I kind of I've had this kind of long, long path through it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, well, the uh, the idea of like when when you work in a, a, a nice place where you just have all these nice ingredients and nice wine and all stuff it's just like you kind of like enriching your life in such a way that it's really hard to like pull back from right right but for me like you you can't really dumb it down it's hard to dumb it down yeah it's definitely hard to dumb it down and i guess the 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 not drinking thing really happened to me in the kitchen i was cooking now about 10 years ago at a place called uh 5 ninth mm-hmm. it's a great it was a great restaurant meat packing district um and my boss then was this guy named daniel perilla uh, or chino um, he's a heavily tattooed, very frightening Filipino. Uh, now he works at, he's a co-chef at Augustine and Cher Schmitty, I think still. And he's great. He's a great chef. Um, he was a hard guy. I mean, you know, he was, he was tough, but that's what a chef is supposed to be. I think mm-hmm. if your chef is soft, food's not going to be good. Cause you got to command a lot of guys. And, sure. and, you know, <clears throat> I had been aware for several years that I was personally drinking way too much. Um, and then he did like, like a sober month or something. And, and I just decided that I was kind of going to do, do it with him a little bit. I mean, there's some other factors in, involved, but that was, you know, that first seeing somebody that I went out and party with at night, just be able to not drink at least for a day, two days, three days was, was impressive. Right. Really. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, I think a lot of us, a lot of us are drinking every day. Right. Right. You know, and we, a, a lot of people in this industry feel like it's, they're obliged, you know, they're obligated to, you know, because it's part of the thing, but it's, you don't have to, man. Like, yeah, you, I mean, you, you should be able to like, you can taste stuff and not finish a drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you can't do that, you yeah. <laughs> I, I would mean, say to, you know, new bartenders and new people in the, the industry, it's like, you know, when you go to things like Tills of the Cocktail or back, you know, when the Manhattan Cocktail Classic was around, it's like every time you see water, drink it. And never finish cocktail. Yeah, really. Put it down. They're free, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't pay for them. Yeah. The, taste them. The brand wants you to taste them. Taste them. Hide them. Really. Yeah. I mean, squirrel it up. Have a table full of full of, uh, full of of nuts for winter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it really, it can be, it, it can be hard. I mean, people are obligated. There's the added aspect that drinking is a really social activity, man. I mean, it is. Like, yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of us, 
you know, I'll speak for myself here. I'm very comfortable talking to one person or talking to a group of people as long as there's a bar between us, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of times when I'm in like a crowd, you don't like I don't riding the subway to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. <laughs> Look at my dude. I'm sorry. We have a view into the uh, into the dining room here, and a guy that I know basically from high school. Uh, lives around the corner from the studio. <laughs> who I'm going to plug him because I love him. His name is Tim Kent, and he is really a stunningly talented painter. Cool. I mean, he's really amazing. Um, he, he's also like a New York City original who I've crushed 40s with on stoops <laughs> in, 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 the, in the early 90s. I mean, nice. I love Tim. Great guy. Um, but, you know, back to that thing, it's like, you know, people people are starting to take care of themselves, and it really is great to see. From my perspective, I've been sober for almost ten years. You know, and it's nice to see people be healthy and, and take care of themselves. Again, the other side of that is, I never look at somebody and go, "Ooh, you've got a problem." Right. You know, because, and this is for me like a, you know, a ninety five percent truth. <clears throat> it's guaranteed that I've behaved as badly as you, or almost as bad as you, or worse. <laughs> you know, like. In, in in my time. So, you know, and everybody still, you know, you make mistakes sober too. I'm not, I don't mean to imply that I'm, I'm perfect now, right. certainly, but you know, you, you get to like feel who you are and figure out how to behave in the world right. when you're not drunk every day. And when you're drunk every day, it's hard to make those decisions. Like, do you do your taxes drunk? Right. Probably not. I mean, maybe. I guess and I get I get super depressed when I look at my taxes. Yeah. So I want <laughs> I, that they, I want to drink when I <laughs> when I see them, but yeah. I don't know. I, I just, you know, this this is just a really great opportunity right now. I think there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people who are people are very open about it nowadays too. So it's not it's such a, a weird like hidden thing, you know. And also like there's just been there's uh, there's an upswing in like for the industry like uh, different kinds of wellness programs. I know a lot of a lot of bartenders these days who are. I could name like 20 right now who are just like really, really hardcore about running. Yeah, running is a... And like joining marathons and stuff. Uh, You know, also, well, actually, you just recently started... We just started working together. Um, You just came on as a part of the team at Brooklyn Gin. And your girlfriend, Veronica, she does the... Uh, We just call her my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) She... uh, I hope she's listening. I really do. (laughs) She uh, she does uh, the Brooklyn Gin Yoga every Tuesday. At yeah, I mean one. We, we've been doing. I mean she I, she and Brooklyn Gin. I'm I'm new to the team, so I can't say we've been doing this for four years. But I think Brooklyn Gin has been doing this for three or four years. Maybe three years. Maybe three years. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Almost three years of a free yoga class every Tuesday for service industry people in Gowanus, and the way that she teaches is really less physical and more. You know, I mean, she she works. She thinks a lot about the spirituality of yoga and less about the workout potential of yoga. Right, right. I mean, she's she's that kind of person. She's more mindful than yeah, more mindful than than body. I mean, she's you know, uh, yoga does take care of that stuff, but it really is about a, it's a spiritual practice, really, in essence, more than a physical practice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brooklyn Jin has been doing this for a long time, and 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 anyone listening. Is welcome. Yeah. You can look at uh, Tender Yoga on Facebook, and you'll see updates. And there's a newsletter that goes out if you want to want to get in on that. But I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, and and we're very proud of it. And hopefully, we'll get to take it into some some bars and some some outside locations sometime yeah. soon. But 
you know, it's it's popped up at a different events like the. Uh, yeah, we've definitely popped it up at Bar Summit. Cocktail was, week. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But like, so you joining, actually, you know, since you joined Brooklyn Gin, that's like also kind of personal growth for you as well, right? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I've either been bartending or cooking for like a long, long time um, and never really done any, never moved to that brand side. And I think I've been really l- lucky to land with some guys that I've known for a long time who I've actually really liked for a long time. Um and yeah, it's 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 the way I like to think about it is you know bartending is about being really nice to the five people in front of you, right? Or twenty or hundred or whatever whatever it is. And this kind of brand work that I'm doing is about being nice to the bartenders, right? Who are out there, which is actually a really cool opportunity. Yeah. Because I get to put people in a good mood who are going to go deal with customers, and that's really special. And and I've been really lucky. I've been going on what I call mandates where I, I take a bartender out and uh, mandate that they buy some gin. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's actually been really fun. Um, and it's, look, the, the root of what we do, and I don't care who you are, right, or how famous you are or how great your shake is or how, how many things you can stir at one time. The root of what we do is the provision of fucking kindness, that's the root of what we do. I mean, that goes back to like 1700s America, tavern keeper, guy coming in out of the rain. You put a fucking hot poker in a, in a, in a, in a and some molasses in a wooden mug of bitter brown beer, right? Mm-hmm. And you give him something warm to drink and he feels good. So the, the, the opportunity to, to move that impetus towards kindness into a new area and, and focus on a different group of people is, is awesome, I think. I, and, and these are like the people that I've worked with for years, right? So it's not, like, it's not like I have to go out and make a bunch of new friends. I just get to be extra nice to the people that I already really like. Right. Which it sounds really like a ludicrous fantasy job. You know, and it is in, in, in many ways. <laughs> I, I'm super happy. I feel super lucky. Um, and, and I'm in love with what, what this has been over the first three weeks or first three months. Um, you know, I, I get to go bartend at friends' bars in Europe for the for the next two weeks, which is spectacular. You know, I, <laughs> you think about this stuff, and it's like what we get to do is ridiculous. It's yeah. totally, guys, it's ridiculous. But but also, just for like, I just want to say this for the younger bartending crowd out there: this didn't happen overnight. You oh put in, no! You no, put in a listen, lot of hard work. If it's happening overnight, you're doing it wrong. Right? Exactly. I mean, and if you're forgetting that, look. I, when I say it's ridiculous, when I'm happy about it, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a massive gift. It is something to be really appreciated. I mean, don't take it for granted. Right. And I know it's easy to take it for granted because people will throw, you, you're, you know, I'm an old man. I've been doing this for a long time. My feet hurt. My back hurts. You know, uh, my kidneys barely work. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are, there are now certainly more opportunities for this than there were when I started. It wasn't even a thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, one, one thing I was thinking the other day is like, I look at bar setups and, and, and I can look at, you know, I, I've been really lucky enough to work at, you know, Dutch kills and fresh kills for the bulk of the last five years. And those places, Richie, Rich Picado owns those places. And, and he's done an awesome job of building bar stations that are really ergonomic, really, 
man, I mean, just <laughs> seriously, the C Cadillacs or whatever your favorite luxury car is, that's what you're sitting in, or in Damon's case, uh, Harley Softail, Springer Softail. Something like that. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I said. <laughs> but, but just these perfect places. And then I had this epiphany the other day. I was looking at some bar setup, and I was like, ah, it's, eh. And then I thought, man, I used to work in a place where we didn't have, like, a refrigerator. We yeah. had stainless steel bins that at the beginning of the night we would put bottles and cans in. Then we would cover those with ice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, like, we, 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 you know, I've been doing this long enough that, like, we didn't have equipment. Yeah. Right? Like, it's like, for, for what people get to walk into now, it's, like, stunning. And they should be super happy and... Really, be happy about your working conditions. Forget about the trips. Forget about all that stuff. I'm, I feel lucky to do it. I'll always feel lucky to do it. And so should you if, you if you get to do it. Really appreciate it. Really use it to make yourself better because it's a fucking awesome opportunity. I'm going to Finland on Monday, right? First thing I'm going to do is get in a sauna. I've never been in a Finnish sauna. <laughs> I've, you know, I, I, I want to do that. You know, get those experiences that are that the people who know things can give you, which is what I try to give people that visit here, which is why I'm going to get those when I go there. Because, you know, I'm hospitable in a way that is, is real. I mean it, man. I do. Yeah. And, and, and that's the great beauty of the brand work also is, like, I get to do this stuff for people. Yeah, man. And I know it sounds fucking super cheeseball, and I'm sorry that you guys are listening to this. What what is essentially a private conversation between two <laughs> two two old bartenders, um, <laughs> which which surely is boring and stupid. But I, you know, really, I'm so when I say things are ridiculous or, or whatever, I'm just so appreciative of of what this industry has turned into because it wasn't like this. I used to open Coors Light for people to tip fifty cents. Yeah, that's man. a real thing. Oh yeah, totally. And now, if they tipped it all, if they, yeah, sure, really, screw top beers, guys. Yep. You know, <laughs> really. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, dishwashers. We send glassware away, and it gets washed in a <laughs> dishwasher. That was not how it was. We had fuzzy things in a sink. Yeah, and, like and if, little tablets you throw. Yeah, in. and if you broke a glass in there, forget it. I mean, yeah. Stitches. Re yeah. I mean, really. Stitches, just, and you didn't have anyone to back you up because you were always working solo shifts. Yeah. Maybe well, <laughs> luxury back then, like what we think of, like, you know, having, like, Cold Draft or Scotsman or even like, 100 weight <laughs> ice back then. That that luxury was, like, having someone there that, like, could, like, cover you, you when you inevitably yeah. cut your finger yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, hey, I need to use the restroom. Can you watch the bar? Yeah. Uh, you better hope for real regulars then, buddy. Yeah. I hope people that really <laughs> like you. Seriously, man. Yeah, I mean, look, this business has evolved into something that is, I mean, it's always been a real job, but it's evolved into something that is providing opportunities that were never really provided before. And if you're starting out now, you are so lucky. And totally, listen, man. I want to, I say that without a trace of bitterness. I don't care. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Good for you, man. I find it better, man. Like, cause like I think, you know, guys like us, we have like true work ethic because of what we had to do back then. Yeah, I grew up fine. on a farm, dude. Like I know about work ethic. I, like, but, but the like, business now attracts more people who are focused on beauty, yeah. which is great. Yeah. I think, you know, because you don't have to like, bro, I didn't start bartending at a French restaurant in Soho you know, 15, 17 years ago, whatever it was, because I really wanted to bartend, right. right? I did it because it was a job that I could do. And then later on, you fall in love with stuff and 
you know, I, I happen to be, I don't know if you guys have noticed by how little Damon has spoke during this and how much <laughs> I've spoken, but I, I like to talk, man. And, and, and bartending gives you the opportunity to constantly be talking without looking psychotic. If I did this on the subway, <laughs> wow, you guys would be throwing dollars. That's really why you don't ride the subway, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. People just think I'm a crazy homeless person. <laughs> well, I did till today. <laughs> I mean, no. look, we really are lucky. I, I'm thankful really to, uh, you know, for me, uh, Little Branch was the, the place that really kind of did it for me. That's where I first got it. I worked at a really crummy bar across the street. And that first wave of Little Branch with, you know, man, I mean, the bar staff was like just bananas. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to name any names, but like... You know all the names. They all own great bars. You know, it's, it really is like they were my bartenders that got me into this. These guys who were superstars of this world right now. And, you know, I was lucky. And I think that man, if you do want to if the listeners do want to check out those names that you don't want to name, you can check out episode 76 <laughs> of the speakeasy. Who's that? Uh, with Jane Warren. That time was let's see here. What was the date on What that? episode are you at now? You're at like 300? It's like 230 or something like that. <laughs> so it's been six years since I've been back here, guys. So Damon really, really loves having me on the show. <laughs> mm. No, but look, I mean, you know, really, we're, we're just, I mean, look, gratitude has to be your focus when you yeah. look around at what at least your bartending life is. I know politically there's a lot of not gratitude to go around. And this, the, the greatest thing about this show today for me has been that I haven't thought of politics for, <laughs> I think, 36 minutes, which is awesome, guys. I feel like I just, like, snorted Adderall. I, I mean, I don't know what that feels like because I'm too old for Adderall. But, like, I feel awesome right angel now. Angel dust. Yeah, I feel like I just smoked angel dust <laughs> on a rooftop. See, and, bringing it back yeah, around. Circles. Circles, guys. Conversational circles. Learn them. <laughs> it's an art. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I feel like I'm on a, on, on a rooftop in, in Soho, 1992, slamming a 40, a cold 45, or old English 800, just smoking a cigarette dipped in formaldehyde or whatever it was. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what it was. But, anyway, this, this has been awesome. Damon's yeah, it's been great to have listen. you, man. And, uh, you know what? Actually, it's going to be great to have you today. Actually, we're going to, after this, we're heading over to my bar, to Green Army. Uh, downtown Brooklyn, 336 State Street. We're going to be there from 5 to 7. Jan's actually be popping behind the bar and making some drinks with Brooklyn Gin. So uh, swing by. And uh, you get to... You get to see this. You get to have this guy talk at you <laughs> for a couple of hours while you drink. Uh, it. So no one's coming. Clearly, <laughs> uh, I'll see none of you. Um, uh, but I will think of you lovingly and with kindness in my heart. Oh, that's so sweet. You're so sweet. Well, think of us when you're having a great time in Finland in, in your sauna. Man, I can't. I, I seriously like. <laughs> I just really there is a point, and and I don't. I hope I don't sound like I'm bragging because I, I I don't mean to. Oh, I you just do. am so thankful to get to do what i do yeah, really and absolutely. that's that is the i mean look even just working a bar shift feels great to me and then to to get to fly halfway across the world go to a beautiful place i've never been before before and and, and work a bar shift uh, it's yeah it's like, incredible man. if you want more out of life you are actually an asshole <laughs> i mean money and houses and kids and stuff notwithstanding yeah. other than that i look yeah, man. Really, we're we're just very lucky, and and I'd like to just focus on kindness and gratitude. 
really. Be grateful yeah. every day because what we get to do is ridiculous. If you're listening to this show, I assume you're a bartender or somehow interested in the business or, or whatever. But really, you know, it really is a beautiful world that we get to live in and travel through. And, you know, we know that we basically like so if you do this job, you're attracted to being kind to people or you suck yeah. at it. If you suck at it, you're not traveling. If you suck at it, you're not at a place that a traveler visits. Right. So we get to actually meet people who are invested in being kind. That's who, that's our circle. That's our social circle, bros. People who are like naturally nice. Yeah, man. I love that. Just that alone is, it's bananas. And they wonder why there hasn't been an actual like, uh, reality show about bartending. Cause there's just not enough drama, man. Kitchen shows. shows. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, there, there are egos involved in bartending as sure. much as, and, and listen, I, I, I've got a big ego. I do. I mean, I, I, I think I'm fairly nice to everybody. I don't think I treat people really badly, but you know, ego is part of it. I, I love being myself. I love, and when I say ego, I don't mean arrogance. I mean, ego, like yourself, right? Ego is the self. Yeah. I, I have a big self, you know, and, and I'm not shy about who I am or, or how I want to behave or, or, you know, and, and sometimes I, I make people upset and unhappy and that's, that's life. You know, if you're being yourself, someone's not going to like you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's guaranteed. Yeah. Right? If you're not being yourself, everyone will like you. With the exception of, of, of Gil Bohanna, who is, is himself, and everyone fucking loves that guy. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Just if you see Gil, just give him a hug. He's the best. <laughs> I'm serious. You'll, you'll thank me. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see him tonight. I hope so. Cool. Gil. <laughs> well, cool, man. It's been great having you on the show again, man. man. I, lo- I love this anytime. Seriously, heck yeah, man. Anytime, especially if the pizza comes with it. I'm super well, psyched. I mean, that's yeah. that's guaranteed, bro. Mm. <laughs> well, that's it for the show this week. Come out to uh, Grand Army today to uh, uh, have some drinks with Jan Five to Seven, Three Thirty Six State Street in Brooklyn, and uh, yeah, man, have fun on your trip. I promise. And, uh, we'll we'll see you when you get back. I promise. And that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Check out HeritageRadioNetwork.org for many other programs like this one. Until next week, this is Dame Bolte saying cheers. And cheers. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. 